you've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello, my name is Stephen Taylor and welcome to another exciting edition of the My Mind Podcast. This is episode 94, if you can believe that. Got something very special planned for episode 100. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be so good. I just can't wait, really. It's going to just be probably one of the greatest things I've ever done, honestly, with with my friends and my friend group. I'm just really excited to 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 do something like this. I've always wanted to try and uh, that's right. I'm not telling you what it is. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> Because that's the nature of these things, you know. If I just tell you what it is, then it won't be, won't be as good. It'll just be, you know, it'll be a good surprise. So, yeah, get excited for that. And hopefully, the next episode we can wrap up. Maybe not the next one, but the one after we'll wrap up the Matrix trilogy, and get all get all that done. So that's very very exciting. This is going to be a good year. This is going to be a great year. I'm very excited for this year. I've had a lot of ups and downs at the start of the year, and. I think I'm okay. <laughs> Thanks for asking. But how are you? That's very good. Yep. That's, yep. Good. Well, wonderful. I'm very happy to hear. I'm very, I'm, I'm proud of you even. Yeah, I am. Truly. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, we'll see how we go. Okay. Let's just, it's okay. Relax. Relax. Breathe. <sighs> Done. Okay. So getting back into it, let's start off with something that's happened. It's a pretty recent thing. I, I think it's something that we don't really need to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. This is not a. This is a conversational podcast, right? So it's a pop. It's a. If you're if this is the first time you're listening to the show, this is a podcast about what. I what I perceive as news <laughs> and things because it's a conversational it's a topics thing you know what I mean like you know we talk about a topic for half an hour or 40 minutes or whatever and then we move on to another topic or whatever so the kind of idea of the show is to more or less pick my own brain about things and it's kind of almost like a therapy right it's a therapy for me not for, not for you guys it's just for me <laughs> so that makes it a little bit uh, better, <laughs> I guess. Not really. I don't think better is the right word. It makes it easier, maybe, to talk about your problems when you're just talking to them to yourself. But, you know, this is a, a larger audience that I have to preach to and speak to. So hopefully you guys all listen and check in. And thank you all for everyone that's subscribed to, you know, the YouTube channel and subscribe to all the other stuff you know? Yeah. I think one day I really want to try the video podcast aspect, but I, th I don't think I can do it by myself. I think I need a, a secondary host or something like that. Mm. That's something to work on. You know, I've already got so much going on. Do you know that YouTube shorts are a thing? Of course you do because you, you scroll up and down them and you find them and you, you get, my friend put it so eloquently. He said the, the deaf scroll where you're scrolling up and uh, down or down or whatever. 
to try and find that video, not even find a video, you're just watching a video to watch a video. You know, you don't necessarily learn something or it's interesting the DIY stuff you're watching. Oh, that's an interesting way. But you don't necessarily practice that in real life, do you? For the most part, no. <laughs> I've never looked at a video and saw how someone cuts an onion and thought, you know what, I'll cut it like that. It's just simply not the case because, <laughs> well, I was taught how to cut an onion in a specific way. So that's how I cut onions, you know. Anyway. So they're a thing, and it's a thing I'm trying to do, right? But I don't know. I'm I'm in two worlds. Do I do like a gaming oriented? Because I'm a gamer by heart. Do I do a gaming orientated one, or do I do just a conversational DIY tips of life hacks life? I almost thought about doing a life hack one. Not even about a life <laughs> with life life hacks that aren't even life hacks. I thought that'd be pretty funny, but it turns out someone's already done the idea. So maybe I won't. And that the hardest thing about being original and trying to come up with originality is having to research an original idea that you think you have and then finding out that someone's been doing it for the last five years, which is totally not cool. <laughs> That's why I feel like I've hit a bit of uniqueness with the surprise me challenge, but you know, that's it. That's another thing entirely. Uh, actually there's a YouTube video coming out. Um, when does this come out? So it'll come out tomorrow, I think. Yeah. And it's a scary one. So I've made my room in preparation. I've made the room where I record as dark as possible. So I can really get the full experience of this. It's not like a horror slash game. Anyway, watch the YouTube videos. You'll find out what it is. But anyway, so what happened this week was, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jake Paul, the YouTuber turned boxing promoter turned uh, boxer, but he had, he's, he's been doing some interesting things, right? So I don't necessarily, I don't not like him. I think he's done quite well to one, bring eyes to the sport. And uh, just remember, I'm not, I'm a combat sport enthusiast. So I like boxing. I like Taekwondo tournaments. I like jujitsu tournaments. I like the UFC a lot. I like everything about mixed martial arts. A lot, a lot of things about mixed martial arts. I just love because it's, you know, it's a hobby. I like that hobby. I used to practice jujitsu myself. I haven't lately because I just don't have any time, <laughs> but you know, that's there, you know, we got to have dreams and aspirations and you know, perfect world. I would have been a, a an MMA fighter. I think would would have, would have been what I tried to do. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So he's been doing these boxing things, and he first started with Ben Askren, and everyone thought, "What a farce this is going to be." Ben Askren's like he's, you know, strike striked with or fought with some top people in his time in the one championship and in the UFC, you know, it's not like he's had zero fights, you know, like he's four good people and seems to have like an okay chin. And then Jake Paul stepping into a boxer is going to fight Ben Askren. Who's built like a bag of milk. is going to fight him. So that happens. And the young, what, what is he? 23. It was 23 at the time or 22. Flaws him. No real surprises. I mean, you can say it's fake or you can say whatever, but 
you know, at the end of the day, he just clipped him, hit him right on the chin, and that's what happens. People get knocked out, okay? But it's, you can say it's a, a farce or, or whatever, but it just, it's just what happens. And then, so now, fast forward, he fights Tyron Woodley twice and goes to a close decision. And Tyron Woodley, you know, he's he's an absolute gem of an MMA fighter, but as a boxer, and in that kind of back end of his MMA career, it's just he couldn't pull the trigger, you know? Like, he couldn't, he couldn't, like, throw the hands. And as much as he did, when he did, it was exciting, and it was, you know, just such a glimpse of what he was, which is so unfortunate. And I, I think it's a mentality thing. I can't judge him. I'm not going to judge him because I wouldn't, uh, step into the cage with him that's for sure <laughs> but I, I i think he just had a little bit of trouble pulling the trigger which you know mentally could have been a thing who knows like what he was going through at the time so you know it's tough it's 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 probably a really tough mental battle to get yourself prepared for a fight if you're not determined to go fight someone you know so yeah hat, hats off to him for for doing it really and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, I've got the utmost respect for anyone that jumps in that ring or that cage because you got more balls than I do to go and try and punch someone in the face in shorts <laughs> or underwear, pretty much, you know? So, yeah, you're all legends for doing it in my eyes. But anyway, so he fights him and they go to a close split decision or unanimous. I think it was unanimous. And there was a lot riding on this because it kind of... um was a good opportunity for Tyron Woodley to kind of get away from his MMA career and have a career in boxing. And also it's a, it was a good almost test for Jake Paul, but at the end of the day, not a boxer, still an MMA fighter. So in the mixed martial arts rules or UFC rules or whatever, is that you're able to use eight limbs <laughs> in boxing you can only use your two hands and footwork and head movement and stuff like that so you're taking away a lot of Tyron Woodley's advantages but okay whatever so the second fight they I'm, I'm trying to uh, skip through all the nonsense of outside stuff I'm just trying to focus purely on the fights and what's happened so then the second fight he like knocks him out Tyron flat out <laughs> which is fine like I said some people get hit, people get tagged. No one has ever knocked Tyron Woodley out. Um, I don't think. I can't really remember now. Anyway, so knocked him out. He got knocked out. You know, that happens. It, it just happens like that. Um, unfortunately, he got knocked out. So he got knocked out. And then the world started... This didn't legitimize him anymore. <laughs> and Oh, actually, he was meant to fight that Tommy Fury actually, and then he ended up pulling out, so then Tyron Woodley stepped up. So he thought this would legitimize him more, but he didn't. It didn't. And when people say that, because Tyron Woodley's a, he was a welterweight champion for quite a time, and when people kind of, he kind of de it's kind of described that he's a three-time UFC champion. He defended his belt three times. He didn't become a champion of the UFC three times because he was already champion when he defended the belt. So I think that's a weird statistic. You know, like, uh, say Michael Bisping isn't a two-time UFC champion. You know, he's a he was a UFC champion who defended his belt. 
I think that's a weird kind of fighting thing. <laughs> Do you know? I think that's a that's a weird thing they kind of throw at you. Anyway, so he knocks out Tyron Woodley and then he starts getting a bit more traction and then he goes to fight Anderson Silva. All of these people are in their 30s. Anderson Silva is 43, right? I think. Uh, he might be older. I'm giving him better for the doubt and saying he's younger or possibly older. But he's been kind of on his own road to boxing. And Anderson Silva is probably one of the most complete strikers that the UFC had ever seen. Apart from like the, the new age kind of guys like, say, uh, uh, Volkanovsky and Israel, Israel Adesanya and even Cyril Garn, you know, like a lot of these names probably mean nothing to you. Yes, this is an MMA orientated episode. <laughs> So what's kind of happened is he, Anderson Silva, is probably, you know, in my eyes, he's he's definitely my favorite fighter, or one of them, at least. Tony Ferguson's up there. I love that guy. It's just, I don't even care. I used to care so much that he lost, but, you know, just to have him in the sport and still be, like, somewhat active is a true blessing of of him. It was the same with Cowboy, you know, like, win or lose, that guy was still just so exciting to watch. And exciting to see fight because you know no one fought like cowboy you know and and no one fights like tony which is just truly truly a blessing you know that's the real that's a real blessing so anyway anderson silva has had a bit of a boxing career he's knocked out he went to a close to a unanimous decision over julio chavez jr who is actually a renowned boxer who has some credit credentials but hadn't been fighting for the last maybe three or four years and is younger than Anderson Silva. So Jake Paul goes to fight him and he kind of gets Anderson at the end of his career. Oh, well, not really at the end of his career, the start of his boxing career, but the end of his MMA career. And he does quite well against him, but also Anderson does quite well because if you take away everything, Anderson Silva is still Anderson Silva, you know, like he is, there's just, there was, there's no one like him, you know, like as far as he's striking and, you know, the edge that he has is his greatness, you know, like his greatness is like his biggest edge because people are intimidated by that. And, you know, I think Michael Bisping said it first, he was like, um, you know, I had to almost dehumanize him. I had to not see him as a legend anymore so I could fight him because if I gave him too much respect, like he would, he would fight me. You know, obviously he does have respect for him, but in a fighting sense, right? So he had to, you know, not acknowledge that he was Anderson Silva, you know, one of the greatest middleweights of all time, probably the greatest middleweight of all times. You know, the guy defended the belt like seven times, eight times, which is crazy. So does that make him an eight time UFC champion? No. (laughs) and he doesn't brag about that you know you see what i'm saying anyway so he's done that and jake paul wins um knocks anderson down and that was kind of the defying moment that you know he clipped him uh, which is crazy to me honestly like uh, i didn't see that happening i honestly thought anderson would have won and anderson like i said he has such a particular set of skills that you would think that no matter where the fight went he would have been at an advantage. But Jake's young, Jake's fit, and Jake's determined. So they're factors as well. 
and Anderson Silva is an MMA fighter. <laughs> he fights with eight limbs. <laughs> Boxing, he has two limbs. <laughs> Footwork and head movement. Same case with Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley. So, and this is the first striker Jake's really fought because Ben's a wrestler. Tyron is a fighter, uh, a, a striker, but, you know, he also could wrestle as well. So, you know, do, do the jujitsu game as well. So, you know, that was, a, that was a big factor into his game. So, anyway. So now... He's fought this guy, Tommy Fury, which is Tyson Fury's brother. And they go, they've go, they gone back and forth for ages, trying to fight each other, trying to work out where to have it. And over the weekend, they had it in uh, Saudi Arabia, I think, in the Abu Dhabi area, I suppose. Anyway, I know a lot of people are going to be like, man, why is he talking about this? But it's just on my mind because it's, it's, I think it's quite interesting to see the kind of levels of competition this YouTuber has fought right so he fights tommy fury tommy fury is a boxer he's eight and oh i think professionally uh he's a younger brother of tyson fury who's a uh, world champion uh boxer and his dad john fury is just a legend who who knows what champion he was but i think he's been in a few bare knuckle boxing fights where he's really done some damage to other people and himself you know honestly like that guy's a, a hero anyway Tommy beats him over the weekend, split decision. And the the ref has kind of been called out for, you know, just not doing a very good job, which seems to, which brings me to my point, <laughs> which has been a long-winded explanation to kind of get around to how, how come the judges and the refs can just get one thing wrong and get so much scrutiny over one thing? You know, like, I think there was talk about him kind of volunteering himself for the fight or, or something like that. Something along those lines, you know, something just ridiculous or whatever. But, you know, everyone's got their pursuit of <laughs> what they perceive as happiness or whatever, I guess. But, you know, anyway, what I'm saying is that judges and referees are just held accountable for so much that people just can't accept you know like we had another there was another massive fight over the weekend uh sorry not over the weekend uh last weekend which was the pound for pound number one fighter in the world uh, alexander Volkanovskis, who's australian and islam makachev who's uh dagestani or, or russian uh, i think dagestani i think anyway so they had a really close fight and like a re a really close fight. I mean, you could see that fight go either way. I personally had Volkanovski winning, and that's no knock on Islam, but you know, looking back, control time's always a factor, and the way kind of Islam controlled the he was able to stop a lot of the attacks from Volkanovski by like using like technical boxing and stuff like that. So I can see how a lot of people have it for him, but I just can't see it being unanimous. And which really, it really upset me because I feel, you know, at some point you've got to kind of show, and I'm sure they do. I'm sure judges are held accountable. They need to be shown. It doesn't have to be a public thing either. They just need to, you know, someone needs to 
the the commission or something like that needs to be on top of them saying why did you rule the fight like this you know and it's the same with this jake paul tommy fury fight like someone gave uh jake paul a 10-8 which a 10-8 means you've done nothing <laughs> in the round to get to qualify for a 10-8 so uh jake paul got eight and the other guy got 10 yeah you know like it's just crazy which it just shouldn't be like that's a really hard thing you know like watching the fight uh it was a pretty competitive fight if if i'm honest i really didn't think it would be i didn't think it'd be a shutout both ways i didn't think tommy would floor him and i didn't think jake paul would floor him I, I did see it kind of going that way into that stalemate. And it seems like in boxing, there's a lot of kind of stalemates that kind of happen, which is, you know, fine. That's totally fine. Which it's, it's understandable because, you know, they both kind of have those strengths really, isn't it? You know, like they don't have necessarily, I guess... You know, there's, there's, that's why I, I kind of like MMA a lot better because there's more variables like the takedowns and the clinch game and the kicking and stuff like that. There's, a, But it also, you know, it makes it less inclined to have these stalemates. But once again, you know, Volkanovsky and um, Makachev had, had almost a bit of a stalemate. You know, like one was winning the kind of standing exchanges and but losing the control time of the grappling which was, you know, uh, I I think Volkanovski actually surprised a lot of people with how good his takedown defense actually was because uh, Islam Makachev is kind of the prodigy, no, not prodigy, he's the um, Khabib's protege, protege is what I'm looking for, he's uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's uh, protege, which is, you know, basically means that he's just a wrestling machine. You know, of course, like he does like striking as well because, you know, it, that that's what it is but yeah I, yeah i i think he really showed that there were holes in his game and as much as he's like a clean technical boxer as well like he yeah he really shown that yeah it, and and a guy he he just showed that he was beatable as well <laughs> you know like which which i think people need to see like if you can see chinks in the armor it was the same with like uh, Connor almost did it to Khabib, you know, almost showed that he was beatable because, you know, he's the only guy to win a round against him, which is insane because <laughs> the guy never dropped around. You know, he has to win every round. And I think that's an incredible mentality to have, but it's also very, very dangerous as well. I also think that's what makes Makachev different is that he has lost. Uh, Khabib never lost. So I think that makes it, yeah, it kind of makes him, uh, gives him more of an edge because he's tasted defeat and he never wants to have it again. Not knowing defeat and having it once are two very different things. You know, if I like went my whole life without losing anything and then in my 30s lost something, you know, it's, it's such a hard reaction because when you're a kid, your reactions to these things are, are they're, they're so different to how you are as an adult. You know, like you learn to cope with it a lot uh, differently. I would almost say easier as a kid because of your lack of kind of understanding everything else. If you only have to deal with the one thing, you don't have to think about everything else that surrounds that circumstance. Say, you know, a, a pet dies, you just focus on the pet dying. You're not uh, affected by 
how anyone else feels about it because you're only concerned about how you feel, which sounds selfish, but it's also just what you go through as a child, you know. Like a lot of a lot of kids just see themselves as um I guess I'm not a psychologist either, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> or a psychiatrist for that matter. But uh, I'm a guy that's only learned from his own experiences. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, yeah, as a, as a kid, you just kind of you 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 cope with it a lot easier. Then when you're an adult and a, and a pet dies, you think about you know like what does this mean after? Am I going to need to get another dog? How am I going to bury this dog? Or you know like you, you know there's like what what do my kids feel about this? What does my wife think about this? You know, like all, all the interactions, what am I going to do with all this stuff? You know, like they're all the things that weigh on you as a person and an adult rather than when you're a kid, it's just like, oh, my dog's dead. Like, what do I do now? Like, how, how am I going to, how am I going to feel better? Like, what what's going to make me feel better about this? You know, or oh, dad will know what to do. Mom will know what to do, you know? So it's, it's all time and circumstance <laughs> really if, if i'm if i'm honest it all just boils down to time and circumstance and how you feel in the moment yeah but anyway going back to <laughs> uh what i was saying the the tommy fury and jake paul fight wasn't as big a fast as i thought and the fact that jake paul wanted to be ranked after this is just a little bit absurd because i don't think tommy fury is even ranked so I don't think that qualifies him. I understand like he wants greatness and he wants to chase belts and stuff like that. But yeah, I just don't think that's the the best course of action really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, anyway, that's that. So you can hear the music and you know, oh, he's wrapping up. He's, it's time to finish. And that's right. It is. It's time to finish. So why don't you head on over to Spotify or Google or wherever and you leave a, a like on the show if you can do that or a review. Leave a review on the show. That'd be awesome if you could. That was a yawn. I sucked back into my soul. <laughs> but leave a like on the show. I'd really appreciate it. And yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool on Spotify. Leave a like. Follow it as well. You know, get those spotify numbers up that'd be cool you can go to youtube and and see the the surprise me challenges on youtube and go check out that and there's more gaming videos to come as soon as i work out how to edit a short then uh, i'll be doing that for sure um you can go to the the pages my mind podcast m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t you can go to the instagram page of the same name m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t you can also go to Twitter, which I do nothing on Twitter. I'm trying to work it out still. Don't know if I ever will. But that is M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T. You can go to the, Patri- the Patreon page, which is My Mind with Stefan Taylor, and support the show and uh, support the audio series, The Marchetti Family Values, which will be almost into a book. The John Peen book will be finished soon too, which is um, I'm excited for people to hear and listen, which is going to be really cool. Yeah. Um yeah so that'd be good and you can also go to the facebook page which is my mind with seven taylor my mind with the group and you can like there and interact and you know write comments and do all that stuff and yeah that's about it from me so thank you all for joining me and we'll talk soon